This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 241 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. And today we have Nina Aswar. She's the first vice president of Wintrust Wealth Management. Nina, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Charlie. Thank you for having me on. Oh, absolutely. Love having you on. And uh, I know our listeners want to know more about Wintrust Wealth Management and all the wonderful things you do for our good neighbors. Well, thank you, Charlie. Um, yes. Hello to everyone. Um, my name is Nina Aswar, and I am a financial advisor. I've been doing uh, this role and in the financial arena for just over 16 years. Um, in general, what I do is I specialize in helping my clients build wealth and manage it. Um, I focus on financial planning and retirement needs for everyone from 20-something through retirement, so everyone's included. Um, I also use my knowledge and perspective to keep my clients on a steady course. Life happens, uh, things happen, divorce happens. Um, maybe a death in the family, you name it. So what I try to do is create a plan and we always revert back to the plan. So it really you know, has helped a lot of my clients continue to be successful, uh, whether they're headed towards retirement or in retirement. Um, we try to make sure that we're always going back to that plan, if you will. Um, yes. And so one of the things I'd like to share with you today is uh, my highest priority is not just my clients, but it's also their families and their priorities are my driving force. I understand the dynamics of wealth and I utilize strategic solutions to make sure that we're really not just looking at their life, but also there's a lot of people that want to leave a legacy behind. They want to leave a memory behind. They want to make sure that their kids or grandkids have, you know, a memory of them. And so that focus is not just to the person that I serve, but it's to the families. That, you know, that make up who they are. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Yeah, I love uh, I'm a big fan of plans, whether that's in sports or certainly even more so important in life. So, uh, you know, and especially when crisis hits to be able to go back to a, a game plan to keep you focused. Right. And keep you moving forward. That's awesome. Yes, Charlie. Absolutely. Especially this year. Um, COVID happened, as you know, and um, mm. there's a lot of people that were in duress. When, Mar when the market went down in March, a lot of people froze, even financial advisors uh, mm. in the industry froze, not knowing what to do. But ideally, I noticed that the people with the plan always reverted back to the plan and said, okay, we planned for this. We're yeah. okay. We planned for the ups and the downs. So it really, really helps, especially in times like this with a year that's been really unprecedented. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. So how... Did you, you know, what was your journey like into wealth management? Well, I, um, like I said, I've been doing this for just over 16 years. And believe it or not, before that, I was a, an IT analyst, uh, hmm. kind of computer geek, if you will. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> Behind five or six screens, trying to figure out, figure out scripts of what went wrong for different firms. Um, I ended up moving here from, at that time, I career because I did that in Toronto, Canada. I was, I was raised in Canada um, and moved to the United States. And when I moved here, I decided to start a, a whole new endeavor, which was in that financial arena, if you will. 
I was very scared at first because I um, did not like math and I <laughs> naively thought, oh my goodness, I have to be a mathematician whiz. But ideally, it's certainly it's about numbers and calculations and strategies. But uh, the reason this role really stuck with me and I, and I excel at it is because I didn't realize I'm not a computer. I'm not a, I'm more of a people person than I am a computer geek. So um, I took better and um, connected better with people instead of using scripts on computers. So that's kind of how I fell into it, if you will. Um, I have a, a good success story uh, in terms of getting into a new field and, and being able to um, rise to the occasion of making sure that I bring my personality along with uh, the financial aspect of it and making sure that if I'm focused on relationships, then um, at the end of the day, that's really the most important thing is the relationship and not that, you know, that statistic or that number. Yep. Yep. And you do a wonderful job at that. And I say that because I've never met you, but whenever uh, we have heard your name from some of our guests, which we've heard a number of times now, it comes with just, you know, praise and respect from uh, all that you've done these past 16 years. So, well, well done. I, I thank you. That's humbling. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, so um, you know, really the biggest reason that I got into this business other than moving from Canada and the U S was I, I looked around and saw that in this industry that not always will you see that fiduciary sense making sure that everything you do for your clients is from a fiduciary standpoint and really it just gives me a lot of satisfaction knowing that i can provide my clients with financial guidance um, peace of mind and making sure that if i encounter someone that hasn't gotten the best advice in the past to dig deep and to try to fix some of those issues and errors and get them get them sorted out so that they can continue to have success yeah, yeah. How about myths? Uh, I'm, I'm sure there. Every industry has them. Uh, you know, the average Joe might think one thing, but you know, from being in the financial planning field, uh, financial services, uh, you know the facts. Anything come to mind, Nita, from a myth standpoint? Oh wow! Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's a good one. I, I, if you don't mind, I've got a few of them. Can I share them? <laughs> Please. Um. So yeah. So. So I hope it don't bore you, but one of them is, um, and I've heard this uh, when clients sit with me and, and I'm almost uh, in shock when I hear this, but it definitely is a myth. Uh, I've been asked, are you going to, if you're going to work with me, are you going to tell me I can't spend money? And so it's really a myth that your financial planner or advisor will not let you spend money. So that's definitely one. And um, from what I've heard, in the past, it may not be so much of a myth because believe it or not, and sadly so, there are some advisors that may have done that to clients because they're telling me that, you know, they had to ask permission to do anything with their own money. So it's kind of on the border, if you will. There's um, another one that I'd love to, you know, bring to the forefront is there's a myth of financial plannings only for the wealthy. And that's so absolutely not true. A financial plan or, an, or a plan uh, just to guide you through your working years and then into retirement is for everyone. If you don't have, you know, that 
cheesy saying of, you know, fail to plan and plan, plan to fail. That really, really, you know, resonates with what I do. Um, yeah, it's absolutely not for the wealthy, but if you're smart, you could get to the wealthy arena, you know, at some point in your life. Um, another one is so many people say, well, I'll do it later. or I'll plan for my, <laughs> and that I'll be okay. And um, the, the uh, average person does not save enough for retirement, especially your, you know, your younger pre-retirees. There's a, uh, there's a real concern that Americans just are not saving and putting enough money away uh, for their retirement. So that could definitely um, be a strain on them and the system as well down the road. So that's another one, you know, kind of saying I've got plenty of time for my retirement and not planning. That's definitely a myth. You don't have time. The clock's ticking. And while you're not doing anything, somebody else is. So I would like to get everybody on board. Um, another one that seems to be uh, in a lot of studies done over the last 10 years is um, from your younger generation, if you will, is, well, I'm going to inherit money. So I don't need to worry about a financial plan. And those are um, just, you know, certain segments of uh, the demographic, if you will. Right. So that's a, that's a myth. You know, what if you're... Yeah. that you're going to inherit from change their mind and decide they're not going to leave anything to you or um it's a big you know legal battle and they lose some of their assets etc so that i would consider that a myth and then finally um uh or one of my final ones uh charlie is that financial planning is just too expensive it sounds mm. orbitant i can't handle it um, and that's the biggest myth because I do complimentary financial plans. Wow. If wow. someone's got their assets elsewhere and they come to me and say, would you look at this or plug it into a plan for me? Um, I'm more than happy, happy to do it. And it's completely complimentary. So that's one of our myths in our industry that, that it can be expensive, but it's, uh, most places are complimentary. There are some places that charge, of course, but it just depends on the type of business. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, so you're able to take someone, you know, let's just say off the street and lay out a, a game plan for them. So again, using the COVID situation, when a crisis hits, you have something to reference, something to keep you on the, the, the path to wealth um, or to stay on the path to wealth. And um, man, that, that is just so, so powerful. Yeah, absolutely, Charlie. Um, you know, we run when we run a plan to either get you on the path to wealth or keep you on there. We run a thousand different different simulations so that we don't just look at your good years. We look at you know the worst case scenarios, and we run so many stress tests on it that it really, really helps you uh, see what you've been doing and is it working. We look at cash flow: are you spending too much money, or could you spend more money? You know, mm -hmm. be careful with the spending too much money because of that myth that we just spoke about. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, in general, it's just it's yeah. it's priceless having a plan in place. That's great. So, Nina, what are you doing for fun when you're not working? So um, remember that the Nina, the nerd, if you will, years ago that was surrounded by computers. I've ma managed to keep some of that with me. I um. I, I like to be balanced in that um, I do love to focus on 
exercising my mind and trying to make sure that I'm up to date on a lot of market updates and whatnot in my free time. I have different investment magazines. I read books. I do a lot of reading. I write articles sometimes um, for uh, different publications. Um, I also love to paint. I think I'm, um, I don't think I'm good, but I seem to get compliments on my can acrylic on can canvas. Wow. Yeah. Um, and uh, boating with friends, just, just relaxing a lot. And uh, as well as uh, lifting weights, that's been a love of mine for many years. Really? Good for you. Yes. Thank you. Where do you, uh, where do you work at it? Um, there's a gym in, um, I guess it's not really South Naples, but it's called Athletica. It's relatively newer. Huh. Athletica. It's off of, um, radio in Santa Barbara. Beautiful yeah. equipment there. Yeah. It's nice. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Barbara and I were in the uh, health club business. So that's why, uh, I get all excited when we talk about weights and strength. Oh, nice. Oh, really? Yeah. I used to be at LA fitness, but, uh, this one's, you got to get by there sometime. It's, um, got, yeah. A lot of their equipment is, I think, engineered in Italy. Oh, really? Okay. Nice equipment there. Yeah. Yes. I think I know the uh, the brand. I can't remember it, but yeah, it is good stuff. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. Thank well, you. how about uh, from a hardship standpoint, something that comes to mind, Nina, that you've uh, been through and now looking back, you say, I'm stronger for it. I'm better for it. What comes to mind? Well, Charlie, uh, I... I I knew you were going to ask something along those, these lines today. I am, you know, usually most of these type of podcasts, I see that uh, people talk about something that they've overcome. And I really pondered on opening up my heart on this. And um, I thought it's better to just be open um, with this. But one of the things for me is um, I was born in the Middle East and um, I come from a culture, at least over there where, in general, women are subservient and they're not allowed to make any decisions, especially financial ones. Um, so we immigrated as refugees to Canada, where I had mentioned I grew up. Right. And I was, I was young. I was about five and a half, six years old and uh, just, you know, fresh off the plane, if you will. My parents and I, um, you know, I was brought into Western culture, but at home it was extremely, um, you know, uh, of a Middle Eastern, you know, right. um, arena, if you will. And um, as a young child, it was just a big adjustment for me. You know, our family life was different. The language was different. English, as English is my second language. A lot of people don't believe me because I don't have an accent. But um, so, um, you know, it was... It was definitely a hardship, but as I grew up and had to really go against the grain of, as a female, not only not being subservient and um, leading the way and being more of a trailblazer, but going into a, um, a field that is predominantly male, even in Western culture, yeah, uh, proved challenging at times, but... You know, my background is um, uh, Kurdish. I don't know if you know of the Kurdish people in the Middle East. But I don't know much about them now. Yeah, they're they're known to be feisty. So uh, <laughs> I bring some of that with me, and it helped me blaze that trail, if you will, and get into this field. And I absolutely love it. It's a passion of mine, and and I feel that um, I've rose above 
some of those expectations or, or lack thereof yeah. uh, to get into this field and do well in it. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. What struggle can, can do to us uh, with the right response and upbringing. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Yeah. How about one thing you wish our listeners knew about you and your company? What would that be, Nina? Well, um, one thing that I'd love listeners to know is that it sounds scary to talk to somebody about your financial situation or your goals because it puts everything out there. And um, I want listeners to know that if you've got somebody that wants to hear you and sits with you and goes over all of the facts and gives you their full attention and they're there to understand you, reiterate your goals and help you prioritize them, it really just puts you in the driver's seat um, and it takes the fears away. And all you've got is another person um, just backing you and helping you. So I, you know, my, I guess my um, biggest takeaway is take the fear out of it. If anything, it'll take your fear away because now you've got a quarterback, you know, helping you navigate and reach your goals and, and, and attain them. So that would be my biggest, um, you know, share, if I will, to anyone listening and letting them know that uh, you sitting with someone is just going to give you more control and it'll be the opposite of fear. It's the opposite of what you think. Yep. Yeah. And I, I'm sure you, you see this a lot. You know, it's, it's so easy to get lost in the financial, you know, day-to-day -day life and to be able to talk to someone who has your expertise and your ability to step back and say, you know, here's a global view of things. And again, lay out the plan um, is got to be such an invaluable experience, uh, you know, versus just trying to figure it out on yourself, all, all on your own. And it's lonely. You, you're unsure. You have these knee jerk reactions like the COVID crisis that probably cost people a lot of money that didn't have an advisor like you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And um, really, there's a there's a statistic where um, you might have heard it and some listeners may have also heard it where they've studied the per the average person who has an advisor uh, versus someone who tries to do it themselves. And, you're, and I'd say, certainly, you can close your eyes and choose an index fund or an investment and hope that it does well and mimics the market. But at the end of the day, it's things like cash flow that make the difference or mm. the emotions out of it so that you don't get scared just like we just had in March and pull the plug um, too soon or too you know, do something too late. So yeah. um, it's having someone um, just helps you navigate and takes the emotion out and helps you make decisions from a high emotional intelligence. Mm from an area of high emotional intelligence instead of the other side of the emotional spectrum where you have knee-jerk reactions, yeah. fear, and past experience. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's awesome. Well, Nina, I know our listeners want to learn more. Where should they go? Uh, thanks, Charlie. Uh, this has been great, by the way. Um, yeah. Office is, um, my office, our office is at 3401 Tamiami Trail North. Um, in Florida, off of uh, 41 uh, 
directly across from the rooms to go. There's a rooms to go across the street from us. So you'll see Trust Bank. We're also a bank. Um, and uh, my office is inside of there. Uh, and most welcome, if our listeners would love to attend any of my lunch and learns or seminars, uh, please get a hold of us and I'll get you on the list and tell you which topics we're having, which month. Right now it's more Zoom, but we are planning on starting smaller ones um, in November and December, just making sure that we're COVID compliant and whatnot. But yeah, you're most welcome to come on in and say hello. We're a very, very friendly financial institution. Um, we are one of the biggest in the Chicago, Wisconsin area. And we've only been in the market here just under two years. So we're relatively new, but um, very, uh, very well known up north. So hope, hoping to expand at some point. Terrific, terrific. Well, Nina, it's been a pleasure. And uh, really look forward to uh, learning more about your success as the uh, weeks and months and years roll on here. Thanks, Charlie. And um, I'm very impressed with the Good Neighbor podcast. You guys just do a tremendous job, especially during COVID, of bringing all these people together and getting a hold of us and, you know, putting us on this in the spotlight. So I, I'll have a lot of respect for what you guys are doing. Thank you for your time today. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.